Good morning. And peace be with you. We have a bulletin uh, insert here with all the news that's fit to tell around the ranch here. So I invite you to take a look at that. On Wednesday, we will have lunch with Pastor Ken over in the fellowship hall. Bring uh, your own uh, sack lunch or whatever you like, and we'll sit down around noon and have a little chat and uh, devotion and and just uh, enjoy each other's company for uh, a little while, about an hour, I suppose. And then following that will be the ladies' uh, uh, Bible study that starts at 1.30. So we welcome you to that. Today we celebrate All Saints Day and combined with Reformation Sunday, which technically was last week, but Reformation Day was yesterday. So I love to see the sea of red that I'm looking at right now. And then the good news is I, I believe I looked at the calendar right. Next year, Reformation Sunday actually falls on a Sunday. So your pastor will, you know, have it straight this time. But it's good to see it. And it's, it's just a, a blessing. And today is a day of memory for those who have gone to be face-to-face with Jesus in this past year, and we will at the very beginning have a, uh, a naming of those uh, saints that have gone home, and each name will has been assigned a rose, and if you are representing one of the saints today, you may take a rose with you at the end of the service. And if there are any that are left over, um, you are welcome to uh, grab one of those as well. So uh, once more time, uh, the peace of the Lord be with you. And our opening hymn is, uh, Mighty Fortress is Our God. You've heard that before, haven't you?
In celebrating the saints, I would like to read to you some verses from Revelation chapter 7, 9 through 17. And it is on page 1921 of your Pew Bible if you'd like to follow along. It is entitled, The Great Multitude in White Robes. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing there before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes, and they were holding palm branches in their hands, and they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God, who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white, in the white robes, who are they? And where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Please respond with me on the first page of your bulletin. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. We have an inheritance. And today, we remember members of this congregation, along with Christian friends and relatives, whom our Heavenly Father has called out of this life during the past year. And we remember them 
and we thank God for the gifts that he has given us through them. This morning we remember Van Rayburn. Bill Price, Raquel Engelkins, Paul Campbell, Joan Cabs, Irwin Cobbs, Martha. McElveen, Shirley Gaunt, Ernest Monrad, Ida Becker, Mary Sue, Gladys Wolf. Kathy Organ, Jim Carey, Jack Flaherty, and Karen Markle. William Carstens, Fritz Carstens, Joseph Chow, James Gross, Jean Falico, Mildred Templeton. Norma Fredrickson, Ike Isaacson, Buddy King, and Ted Flory. God, our Father, throughout the history of the church, you have stood by all your saints. Stay with us this day and every day for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ, crucified, dead, risen, ascended, living and reigning with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
we come together this morning in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open and all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us in all unrighteousness. Let's take a moment of silent reflection. Let us confess our sins to God our Father, most merciful God. We confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake, he forgives you all of your sins. And as your called and ordained servant of Christ and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord have mercy. For this holy house, and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. 
This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Worthy is Christ, the Lamb who was slain, whose blood set us free to be people of God. Power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and blessing and glory are his. This is the feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Sing with all the people of God and join in the hymn of all creation. Blessing and honor and glory and might be to God and the Lamb forever. Amen. This is the feast of victory for our God, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you knit together your faithful people of all times and places into one holy communion, the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ. Grant us so to follow your blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living that, together with them, we may come to the unspeakable joys that you have prepared for those who love you through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Good morning. The first reading is from the book of Micah, chapter 3, verses 5 through 12, and can be found on page 1,443 in your pew Bible. Uh, Micah's a prophet that was approximately 750 before Christ, uh, and he is denouncing the leaders, the priests, and the false prophets for setting aside the law so they could profit from what they taught. So we're going to read Micah 3, 5 through 12. This is what the Lord says. As for the prophets who lead my people astray, they proclaim peace if they have something to eat, but prepare to wage war against anyone who refuses to feed them. Therefore, night will come over you without visions and darkness without divination. The sun will set for the prophets and the day will go dark for them. The seers will be ashamed and the diviners disgraced. They will all cover their faces because there's no answer from God. 
But as for me, I am filled with power, with the Spirit of the Lord, and with justice and might, to declare to Jacob his transgressions, to Israel his sins. Hear this, you leaders of Jacob, you rulers of Israel, who despise justice and distort all that is right, who build Zion with bloodshed and Jerusalem with wickedness. Her leaders judge for a bribe, her priests teach for a price, and her prophets tell fortunes for money. Yet they look for the Lord's support and say, Is not the Lord among us? No disaster will come upon us. Therefore, because of you, Zion will be plowed like a field. Jerusalem will become a heap of rubble, the temple hill a mound overgrown with thickets. We'll read Psalm 43 responsively, which is printed in your bulletin. The theme for this psalm is that the face of discouragement, our only hope, is God. Psalm 43. Vindicate me, my God, and plead my cause against an unfaithful nation. Rescue me from those who are deceitful and wicked. You are my God and my stronghold. Why have you rejected me? Why must I go without warning, oppressed by the enemy? Send me your light and your faithful care. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy mountain, to the place where you dwell. Then I will go to the altar of the God, to God my joy and my delight. I will praise you with the lyre, O God, my God. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will pray it, yet praise him, my Savior and my God. The epistle this morning is taken from the first book of Thessalonians, chapter 4, verses 1 through 12, and can be found on page 1840 in the Pew Bible. Paul's writing to the church in Thessalonica about living a life that is pleasing to God. He exhorts them to guard against sin and to do good to one another. 1 Thessalonians 4, 1-12 As for other matters, brothers and sisters, we instructed you how to live in order to please God, as in fact you are living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord Jesus to do this more and more. For you know what instructions we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. It is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in passionate lust like the pagans, who do not know God, and that, is in, uh, that in this matter no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins, as we told you and warned you before. For God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Therefore, anyone who rejects this instruction does not reject a human being, but God, the very God, who gives you his Holy Spirit. Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. In fact, you do love all of God's family 
throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more, to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. You should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you so, that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Here ends the reading. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew from the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Gospel reading this morning is taken from the book of St. Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 through 12, and can be, pa- can be found on page 1501 in your pew Bible. Matthew 5, 1 through 12. Now when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. And his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst For righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. In the name of Jesus, because we know nothing good comes from any other source. What 
kind of holiness do we find amongst the saints of God? As soon as we ask this question, our sinful flesh wants to answer this way. A saint is a person who is holy in their actions by being loving and caring and helpful, etc. And our flesh wants to locate the holiness of a saint by and in their works. But this is not the kind of holiness that Jesus was talking about in the Beatitudes when he says, blessed are the poor in spirit, or those who mourn, or the meek, the merciful, etc., that's not what he was talking about. You see, many people go to church hoping to see saints. They hope to see people who are charitable and giving and merciful. And they hope to see holy people. But these people who go looking for saints are almost always Disappointed. Because instead of saints, they find sinners. They see people acting in very unforgiving and uncharitable ways. The people that should look like saints appear to be nothing of the kind. So people are often offended by the church because it's so full of sinners. That's my shocked face. Is it possible that you may have suspected that someone in the church, someone in the church is not a saint because they so easily fall into sin? Perhaps you may have wondered even that about yourself. Are you holy enough to be a saint? The world and the flesh judge people by their good works. And if you are self-sacrificing and loving, then you're called a saint. And if you are gentle and slow to anger, you act like a saint. But just how holy, just how holy do you have to be in order to be a saint? We cannot go by the world's standards since they understand neither God nor his saints. Nor can we judge by our wretched flesh our self-righteous flesh. You see, Jesus gives us standards in the text this day. That is to be merciful, to be pure in heart, and to be peacemakers. And as we examine ourselves, we may conclude that 
Well, sometimes we're merciful. But are we merciful enough? And sometimes we make peace. And sometimes we end up unable to make peace. But it's always the other guy's problem because he can't compromise and admit he was wrong. I was looking in the mirror. And that's the reason I can't reach peace. It's his fault. But then there's that other standard that he gives us, pure in heart. And that's a tough standard. What's pure? Well, what's pure is pure. Is 50% pure? How about 99%? Is that pure? No. Only 100% will do. As Jesus said, be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Did you hear that? Now, many people think their hearts are pure. <clears throat> They're wrong. Jesus, the Lord, who knows all men's hearts, said this, Out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemies, and these all defile a man. Matthew 15, 19. Emphasis mine. Now, if you think that's just some men's hearts, but not others, then listen to what God said in the time of Noah. In quotes, the imagination of a man's heart is evil from his youth. God was not saying that about the wicked people who perished in the flood. He said those words when the only people left were Noah and his family. Are there any people? I mean, is there anyone on earth who has a pure heart? We may try to delude ourselves, but we could only be lying to ourselves and to God if we thought that, yes, there was somebody with a pure heart. We are all impure in heart. We all fail God's standards for how to be a saint in our thoughts, in our words, in our deeds, by what we have done, by what we have left undone. It is not only our thoughts, but also what we say and do that mark us as unrighteous and unholy. If we try to judge our lives, and if we judge by our lives, we are most certainly not saints. We must admit that we are poor in spirit, that is, lacking in spirit. We should mourn because we realize how lowly and meek we are in our sinfulness. Think this. I just heard you say it. I said it with you. If we say we are without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. You see, those characteristics 
to be poor and meek and to mourn for our lack of righteousness are nothing else and mean nothing else than to be repentant. We are impure, and we know it. We are sad that we have failed to uphold God's law. And when you see someone who brags about how good they are, but they never admit that they sin against God and their neighbor, that person ain't no saint. They are depending on their own holiness to be pleasing to God. They may even condemn you for not being as good as they are. Those are the people that are so humble, they're proud of it. But you're different. You are different. You confessed your lack of holiness like an aching hunger, like a burning thirst. You know you're empty, and you desire to be filled. And that is what it is to be repentant. That is the first part of what it is to be a saint. You, who repent of your sins, are the saints of God. And the second part of being a saint is to be blessed. That means to receive the gracious gifts of God. God blesses you. You do not bless yourself. So you do not have your own righteousness or holiness based on what you do. Instead, you receive God's own holiness as a gift. Where do you see this holiness? That's a good question. It is in Christ Jesus your Lord. He is your and my righteousness. Jesus Christ is the source and the fountain of all holiness. Therefore, all saints must receive from him the holiness that makes them saints. In this Sermon on the Mount, Jesus shows us the standard of holiness that only he, only he can live up to. He is pure in heart, since only he, the virgin born, was conceived without the tiniest stain or speck of sin. And his heart alone is filled with love unmixed with any impurity. He alone is perfectly righteous, since he alone is true God in flesh. And he is also merciful, since he looked with pity on our tortured race. His mercy drove him to take our flesh and to suffer our punishment. So he became also the peacemaker. For he, and only he, has established peace between God 
and you and me. Now, upon another mountain, not the mount of this sermon, but Mount Calvary, where Christ laid down his life to make peace on that Good Friday, the communion of the saints was created in blood. Holiness poured from his wounds to cover your unrighteousness. In, in his death, he made you a saint. In his rising, he showed you that saints are immortal. And in the font, in the font, he baptized you so that your heart has been washed clean of every spot. You are pure. Since the purest water, the water of God's holiness, has been poured upon you. And because you are a saint, there are some things that you can know for certain. Now, even right now, the kingdom of heaven is yours. Now you are comforted by the gospel in Christ, the gospel of Christ. But in the future, you will be comforted by him face to face. Now you rule on earth as kings, yet not visibly. In the future, you will inherit the whole earth visibly. Now the saints on earth are satisfied in their hunger and thirst for righteousness by eating and drinking the meal of righteousness, your Lord's, sa excuse me, your Lord's supper that gives you forgiveness. But in the future, you will be filled inside and out with the holiness of God. Right now you see God indirectly, indirectly like through the means of grace as, as, as through a mirror. But in the future, we will gaze upon his glorious, holy face directly. And now you are called the sons of God. For that is what you are, now and to all eternity, through faith, faith in Christ. <laughs> Opportunity's calling. You can also know that on this earth you will be persecuted, if only in, in small ways. You will be insulted and slandered because your righteousness is alien and strange to the world. Even many who call themselves Christians will not understand why they're being persecuted. But take heart when, you, when they speak evil against you. That's what Jesus said. You are the saints of God. And it does not matter if they call you wicked because God calls you righteous. There is a great reward waiting for you in heaven. 
And this present life is only a brief moment compared to eternity. So do not seek the false peace of the world. They will give you rest if you will compromise with them. But you, you, you don't need that fake peace, that short-term peace. True peace is in Christ alone. In Christ alone who is yours. True peace is in the gospel that is in your ears right now and on your lips. For you also, hear this, you also are now peacemakers whenever you speak forgiveness. You are merciful since you can bestow the mercy of God, which is far, far better than any human mercy. So never forget that you are saints of God, that you are full of his light and life and holiness in Jesus Christ, his Son. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Please stand if you're able. Let us now confess our faith together to the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. Believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. On a personal note, I wanted to thank all of you who knew about Carol's uh, surgery and lifted her up in prayer. It was answered in the affirmative, and she's doing very well. Uh, never doubt the power of prayer. As a family in Jesus Christ, let us pray. Dear Lord and God Almighty, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we gather this morning to praise your holy name. Thank you, Father, for bringing us together safely. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us with our nation, our lands, our varied peoples, and our form of government. We don't deserve your continued blessings because we've turned our backs on you. 
We are so blessed that our citizens feel no need for your involvement in our lives. We have been influenced by Satan and our personal sins to the point of being divided against each other. Nations described in biblical historical accounts within Holy Scripture acted the same way, and your response to their continual arrogance and impertinence is both frightening and prophetic. Though we are all guilty, please have mercy on our nation for the sake of the faithful and humble. Holy Spirit, please help us do better, both individually and as a national community. Holy Father, we give you thanks and praise for laying your healing hands upon our loved ones who suffer maladies, both physical and mental. Thank you for guiding the physicians who treat those affected by disease, broken bodies, and distressed minds. Thank you also for those who have been gifted with the brilliant minds and incredible skills to invent and perfect marvelous technologies, therapeutic drugs, and treatments that make our lives in the United States the envy of the world. Holy Spirit, help us share all our good things with others around the world who need the help we can provide. Lead us to be generous with all we have as individuals and as a nation. Lord in heaven, we pray for our president and all who serve the citizens of our nation at all levels of government. Holy Spirit, help us choose our various government leaders and representatives wisely and in accordance with your will. Help us return to the nation that respects and praises your providence in our lives. Regardless of our choices in elections, help us to accept the final result peacefully and with confidence, especially knowing that no leader of nations anywhere on earth serves without your continual approval and that you will correct our errors in your good time in accordance with your perfect plan. Holy Father, we continue to pray for the safety of the firefighters battling wildfires throughout the Western United States. Please heal those who have been injured protecting others as they represent the best among us. Holy Spirit, Please comfort those who have lost friends, family members, businesses, material possessions, and life savings as a result of the destructive fires. Please remind us that anything we have in our possession other than God's love and saving grace is worthless by comparison. We also pray for those who serve as law enforcement officers. They serve to keep us safe, and we pray that you would keep them safe in their duties. Almighty God, we continue to pray for healing of broken human relationships, all of them. Please help us humble ourselves to those who may have sinned against us, realizing that we also sin against others, whether we know it or not. Holy Spirit, help us cast out our anger that festers with Satan's encouragement and look for ways to find peace among neighbors. Holy Father, you know we are anxious and lost in the face of myriad calamities facing us. Whether fires, hurricanes, floods, ice storms, threats of war, acts of violence between our citizens, the fear-mongering associated with elections, viruses, and other man-made and natural disasters. Clearly, we are not in control, much as we think we are. Please guide us out of the turmoil in which we live. We pray for the safety of all of our military members. 
Please shield them from all harm. Keep their service to our country honorable and bring them home from their duties safely. On this Reformation Sunday, we give thanks for Martin Luther and all Christian leaders who proclaim and remind us that our eternal salvation is a gift from God through Christ alone, his word alone, and through faith alone, which is a gift from the Holy Spirit. Also on this All Saints Sunday, we give thanks for all those faithful Christians, saints all, that have been called home to the Heavenly Father's home in heaven to live for eternity with our Savior Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for their enduring faith and example that provides comfort and reassurance for our future with them and Jesus in his eternal kingdom. Holy Father, your plans and timing are way beyond our limited ability to understand. This really makes us nervous and leads us to worry a lot. We want to help you, but at the same time, we can see what our involvement does on earth. So thank you for tolerating our frustration without accepting our help. Holy Spirit, please grant us patience to accept our Holy Father's will for our lives and his perfect timing. Finally, we now share with you our personal prayers kept deep in our hearts or spoken aloud. Into your hands, Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now may the peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us share the peace at a distance, waves work, smiles. Pray with me. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts. With them, we offer ourselves to your service and dedicate our lives to the care and redemption of all that you have made for the sake of him who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right and salutary that we should at all times and in all places offer thanks and praise to you, O Lord, Holy Father, through Christ our Lord. In the blessedness of your saints, you have given us a glorious pledge of the hope of our calling, that moved by their witness and supported by their fellowship, we may run with perseverance 
the race that is set before us, and with them receive the unfading crown of glory. And so, with the church on earth and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus, he took the bread and he gave thanks. And then he broke it, giving it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And again, after supper, Jesus took the cup, and he gave thanks. And then he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and drink. This is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink of this cup, we proclaim Christ's death, his resurrection, and his glorious coming again. Let us now pray together the prayer that Jesus gave to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now, because of circumstances, things have changed a little bit about how we, we do our communion and so forth and even other parts of the service. I will be donning a mask and a glove, and the ushers will bring you forward. And at this church, um, communion is for the saints who believe with their heart and confess with their lips, who have been baptized in the font in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So if that is you, if you would like to come and partake in the feast, then come. The table is prepared. You may be seated.
Hey, saint. <laughs> I'm talking to every one of you. Uh, what did you think? Can we do it on our own? Yeah. When we come in here, we see a, a whole bunch of sinners in need of a Savior, don't we? Yeah. So you do. You see saints in here, but by the grace of God, not on their own merit. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, let us, uh, let us depart in peace here, but the benediction, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Our closing hymn is Praise to the Lord, the Almighty. Oh, let all that is in me. Uh...